1: Hey everyone, I'm Braden Cruz, your host with Sooner Marketing Solutions, and my job is to figure out ways to get you attention.
2: Abel Rodriguez with ARC Outdoorsman, where we are creating and maintaining your outdoor living. Chance Jones with Threaded Industries, where we are
3: a clothing brand built upon giving back.
1: Okay, so before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to celebrate a significant milestone for the Brews and Business podcast. It's been an incredible year since we first hit the airwaves, sharing inspiring stories and valuable insights and powerful advice from industry leaders, seasoned professionals, and passionate entrepreneurs. So in the course of the last, over the last year, we've had the privilege of connecting with these countless listeners of ours and fostering a community of motivated individuals, all committed to learning, growing, and achieving success in their business journeys. It's been an incredible, rewarding experience, and we're excited about the road ahead. As we celebrate our first anniversary, we're ext- we extend our heartfelt thanks to incredible guests who have shared their wisdom and experiences, our amazing sponsor, G.I. Love Joe, and uh, and most importantly, our dedicated listeners for all of your guys' unwavering support, dedication, and, uh, and, and engagement. So over the last year, uh, Brews and Business has had a lot of breakthroughs. We've had plenty of upgrades. Uh, thank you to Blue Studio for allowing us to record in their space. And uh happy anniversary to the Bruise and Business Podcast. We'll celebrate with a little bit of Bullmore or coffee, right? <laughs> cheers, glass of water, stay More, healthy, cheers, cheers. it's a little bit better. Uh so that's our drink for today. JR Love Joe is a, an official coffee sponsor of the Bruise and Business Podcast. They're uh they're brand new, women and veteran owned, which is a pretty cool combination. Uh they've got four different blends from Bombs Away. They have cool, they have the coolest titles. Yeah. Uh, Hail to the chief, and then what's that last one? Bugle boy. Bugle boy. And there's a couple others too. So their website will be launching uh, sometime in September, and when that goes live, uh, we'll let you guys know. And we're also recording a special episode with them at the end of August, so you guys will be able to uh, learn more about GI Love Joe and uh, some of their experiences and their journey. So, in today's episode, it's it's all about adaptation, resilience, and the day to day reality of running a small business. So join us today, today guys, as we dive into the nuts and bolts of navigating the world of small business. And uh, our special guest today, Carl Sullivan with Unleash the Champ.
4: Come on, he put some bass in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
1: did. Oh, Unleash the champ. Oh, that's too cheesy. We can't do that, right? Come just on. Kidding. No, you turn that thing up. <laughs> How's it going, man?
4: Great, man. Dude, I'm uh, when you posted it was alls one year. It's uh it's super cool. I, I just uh what am I like two and a half years in, so I, I get the grind of podcast and your studio looks much better than mine. Uh, so, oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> Has it been a
1: year counts. since you were in here? That's right.
4: Uh, yeah, it's probably been about a uh, little nah, less than a year. A little yep. less than. a year. Was about it around yeah. Christmas? Maybe Yeah, a mm-hmm. Six eight months. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, man, it's uh, it's super exciting, and, and uh, I said I'd come back anytime, and then to be on the one
2: year episode, come on
1: now, come on now, well,
2: come on. It's <laughs> just good energy, man. Thanks, good energy. Yeah.
1: So let's let's talk about. Uh, let's just start some conversation, like some real world examples. Um, I know you've got some plenty of experiences and so do I that we have recently shared, but Kyle, has anything come to mind where you're like, man, I recently just had a conversation with somebody and this, this happened and is it good or bad. Uh, I know you're involved heavily in the BA chamber and stuff like that, or the community and the council and stuff. So you work with like a lot of small businesses.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I I think right now it's getting people to, like the market matters, but it doesn't matter as much as we think it does. Yeah. I was having a conversation where I'm going, people are spending money. Mm -hmm. It's just, are they spending it with your widget, trinket, service, whatever. Um, I just saw a video where spending is like spending hasn't decreased with this recession. People are just spending differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's going, you know, a lot of times we could think, oh, people aren't buying our stuff. And so we can get discouraged. It's like, no, you just have to make it crystal clear the value that you bring to your audience, your ideal client. And then the only natural response will be for people to buy your services, products, trinkets, widgets, etc.
2: It's funny you say that because I, I too, I've been talking to people and they're like, oh, you know, everything's just slowing down. I'm like, well, kind of, but- Not really. I mean, people are still just, they're just spending it. Like, it's, I think, again, we're in Tulsa, which is kind of nice, right? So there's always, well, at least right now, there's an influx of of people moving in, and there's a shortage of housing, there's a shortage of infrastructure. So uh, thankfully, we're kind of in a good spot for us. But yeah, maybe money, money habits do seem to be changing, I've noticed, you know, but like you said, is it really that much? I don't think so. And I think you mentioned bringing a value in your business. That's something that we've talked about a lot of times where we might, for, for whatever reason, feel like our value isn't quite up there yet. And or you wonder, if, hey, if I stop serving these people down here, is it going to affect everything? And it's like, well, not really. I mean, you find your, your, your people mm-hmm. and, yeah, they'll, they'll decrease. But the reality is, like, in my, in, my, in my industry, we put a minimum on who we mow. So that knocked out a lot of people who were like, wait, a minimum, Like, dude, I don't want to pay $55. I'll pay 40. And it's like, well, you know, that's our minimum. But then we were able to service bigger customers, bigger houses because it opened up a whole, re- those people are less likely to go buy a mower whenever a recession comes in. Dude. They're still going to keep paying for that mower. Right. Right. Cause the, but the people that would normally be paying 40, like, Man, forty dollars. I'll just go to Lowe's. I buy myself a mower. I'll just do it myself. Right. You know, and it, I totally get that. I mean, I'm I still own my own house, but the reality is, like, people get worried about people aren't spending money. You know, they no. You just got to show your value. You got to show why it's worth to spend it with you. And sometimes, I mean, it does it does come down to just going a little extra. You know, for that customer to prove your value, and then once you you build that trust with them, you know, it goes a little farther.
4: Yeah, and I think it's an important thing that you. You bring up is like being knowing who you're going to go after. Like the f- people who aren't affected by the recession are folks that are typically of a higher income. Mm-hmm. They're they're annoyed by it, but they're not they're not affected as much. And so, you having your minimum, they're like, "Oh, okay, I, that that's the minimum." Right. Right.
1: Tulsa has always been really weird in, in economics compared to especially the coast, right? Like Tulsa with COVID and, and everything, a bef- little bit before and after that, like it never really hit like the rest of the country did.
2: No. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't think, it, I don't think it will. I mean, at this
1: point, I really, uh, Tulsa's
2: pretty, I mean, it's pretty insulated. Yeah. It's a bubble.
1: I like that. How, why do you think that happened? Or why do you think that is? Did the, Is that just the kind of people uh, that are uh, here, or is it like, oh, the mayor did that, or the governor did this, or like? I would say it mostly goes back on the people.
2: Yeah, think about, like, migration. We came in on the East Coast. Naturally, we want to go searching for something else. Well, the next thing you're looking for as a mammal, as an animal, is you're looking for water. So you go complete to the opposite side of the country, and you find water there. Well, then it gets overpopulated, and then where do you go? To the middle of the country. There's still water there. But now we're running out of water on the West Coast and like, oh, shit, let's get out of here. We had all those fires. And it's like, well, that's just nature kind of running its course. Well, we naturally, as animals that we are, run away from those things and we come to Tulsa. Come to the Midwest. Come come to Tulsa. Adapt Um, to
3: the Midwest life.
2: Right. I mean, and, and frankly, I mean, life's good here. I've always liked Tulsa, you know, yeah. When I was younger, I was like, oh, I want to get out of here. But I think the older I get, I'm like, "Ah, you know, it's not so
1: bad.
3: And the more places I've been, the less likely I want to leave Tulsa. Right.
1: Have you you lived anywhere else? No. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I'm from Louisiana. New uh, Orleans? No. (laughs) New Orleans? Monroe. So Northeast Louisiana and uh, went to school in Arkansas. Um, And I moved up here 11 years ago. And I think think we don't have as much of a contrast in— economic, like in financial, uh, maybe net worth as some of the coasts, okay. you know, there's a bigger wealth gap on the coast. And so oh, yeah. when, when things hit, it really hits people. Whereas I think in the Midwest, um, it's a little it, more stable.
1: It's a little it more stable. not as
3: much
4: volatility. Right.
3: Yeah. You
1: don't have billionaires that live here. And then the other, ha- the other half of the people live here are poor, <laughs> you know, living on the streets. Right. right. Yeah. So like, I, have you been to New Orleans in oh, the yeah. last couple of years? Okay.
4: Uh, no, it's probably been
2: like five or six years. I
1: was there last summer. Rough. That mm-hmm. was sketchy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So
2: Tulsa's it's, sketchy now. Tulsa is kind of sketchy know, in some spots. It's getting, spot. there. It's, it's yeah, getting it's there. there. I've been seeing it and I'm like, man, where did all these homeless people come from? Do you, you know ever?
1: the different cities will ship? Will basically yeah. ship yeah. Them? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I found that out yeah. not too long ago because I was like, wait a second. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Some of them, some of them don't bother me. But I, I see them walking literally from, like, the other day. I was in Sepulpa, and I see this dude walking. He's, he's been around for a while. I'm like, oh, that's just one of the neighborly Sepulpa homeless people, right? Next thing I see him in Glenpool, I'm like, oh, dude, that's like a solid trek. It's a heck of a walk. I, yeah. How'd you make that walk? Now he's in Glenpool, and who knows where he's going next. And I'm like, man, you know, that for the most part, they don't bother me. But I do see, like, wow, there's been an influx in Tulsa. And, like, depending on where you go, yeah, Tulsa's good. Just, you know, get a big. Not Tulsa, Tulsa. Be smart. Yeah. Be smart. Be aware. Be aware. Suburbs.
1: Abel, what do you think, uh, how important is it to be adaptable in business?
2: Oh, man. Do you know I was a mechanic?
1: Uh, For the last couple of weeks, probably. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's right. That's how adaptable you got to be. You know, things break. uh, Business goes up. Business goes down. Sometimes you're, you're wondering, why aren't people buying my products? Why aren't they buying my services? Sometimes you're wondering why a piece of equipment's broken, you know, and you're always wondering what's the next thing I can do for my business to develop it. Uh, and frankly, man, a lot of times business is just about roughing it out. You know, you got to be able to to take that hit, take that, whatever it is like a, the example today, you know, uh, man, there's been this machine that we've had down for six weeks and we haven't had it gone because we we're waiting on it to get looked at. And then we're waiting on a part and finally the part came in. And then like Tuesday or Wednesday night, I stayed at the shop till like nine thirty to get it fixed. And I put oil in it the next morning and it doesn't fix. And I'm like, damn it. That part was forty five hundred dollars. I'm like, shit. That sucks. Hydraulic
3: pump or something?
2: Yeah, hydraulic yeah. motor. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Okay, so what's next? Well, I started overlooking everything. Well, it's the next the next part in line is the drive motor. Well it's like, well, okay, I'm gonna have to order that part. You know, you have to adapt. Whatever, spent the money. Well, you call it in. That, there goes another thousand dollars. Like that sucks, but you go in, you replace the part, and it still doesn't work. And there's literally nothing else it could be.
1: I hate that game.
2: It's God. nothing else can be.
1: I know and, you and, know the struggle of and, that. And, and the <laughs>
2: reality is, ch- chance has worked with hydraulics. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's like
3: you got open loop and closed. Yeah, you got right. Two different
2: systems. But it's but it's very simple. Fluid goes in, fluid comes out. That's the only way shit works, and. Uh, I ended up figuring out that whenever it went, I think whenever it went to Ditchwitch to get diagnosed, which was whether it was correctly or misdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, uh, I think they plugged one of the lines, and that was why we ended up buying a pump this morning. But nonetheless, figured it out, got it going, machine works again. That made me feel real good. But that's kind of the way business is, you know, And, and whether it's equipment, financials, a customer you know all kinds of facets of the business you know an order that you might place that didn't come right like i'm sure you know i want to say with uh, our irrigation flags one time you're like oh these are wrong and i was like oh i really don't care right but that's something that could have been a whole adaptability thing of okay well how do i figure this out without just making it look super professional and just just not even owning, owning up to it and it's like a lot of that you you mentioned earlier it's like well you have to be take take responsibility for things you know and that helps with adaptability once you take responsibility for the fact of like like today i i literally once i figured that out i walked inside i told my little brother i was like hey come here and he's like what i was like i need to talk to you he's like okay and then my sister was in our office and i was like hey i need to talk to you she's like okay and they're like what is it i was like i'm telling you guys this together so you guys hold me accountable i didn't look at that machine properly i could have diagnosed that myself i got lazy uh you know i i i let the ball drop and because of that, we spent over five grand where we didn't have to spend, you know, and we spent six weeks down, which is, God, that's a lot of money. And it's just funny because through all that, what happened at the end of it? Well, make sure you hold me responsible next time. <laughs> like that's really all you can do in business. And that comes down to adaptability is like you put yourself in the business. We, we, I think you brought up a stat that like, there's 1.2 million new business owners. Last 18 months. 18 months, something yep. like that, right? Like
1: 1.2 million registered businesses See, in registered, the U.S. in the more. last 18 months,
2: right? See, so that's that's a lot. And if you think about that, it's like, well, really nobody nobody knows what your struggles will be individually, but you're gonna run into struggles and put your head down, get after it. And then whenever you realize that you spent money because you got lazy and you didn't diagnose it yourself and you could have caught it and you could have had it up and running that same day if you would have just done what you know how to do you know but it's one of those things where it's like hey in business you'll do that a lot and i think the biggest lesson i learned with this whole thing is like well can't be lazy you know you gotta no it's your business you gotta look when there's a problem nobody's gonna try to fix it we were talking about sops a second ago right and those are a pain to make it's just such a hassle to make sops but it's like somehow you have to take responsibility to create those things because nobody else is going to do it for you and then sometimes, you know, like I took a gamble here with, hey, I'm gonna take it to go get diagnosed somewhere where they'll diagnose it super quick, super easy. It'll be a for sure fix. Then all I gotta do is swap apart and be good to go. Boom, we're done. And then you get that, and it's like, damn it. Okay, well, you know, you just you gotta learn how to adapt. And at the end of the story, it's it's your choice. You decided to start the business. You know, it's not for everybody. One point two million. You know, I don't know what the loss ratio there is but i know we've all been in business long enough to know yeah sometimes you want to give up it don't matter how long you're in there sometimes you're just like i'm done i'm done like i'm i give up on all this and then you know you look at me like i can't like i've been doing this for a year i can't i can't stop now you know or, or however long we've been in business like oh okay one more and then before you know it, it's two years three years five years ten years and it's like wow. Look at all those systems that happened. Look at all those trials we went through. Look at all this. Look at all this growth that we've had, and all we've been doing is putting our head down and getting after it. And we, nobody really knew what we were doing. And we've all developed our businesses. It's fun, you know. But again, you have to take ownership for any time something happens. Like you said earlier, maybe not. Hey, it's anyone's fault, but it's your responsibility. It's your business. You know, it's, it was your choice to sign that paperwork to make sure it was legit. It was your your choice to do it all whether you hired employees, didn't hire employees, and it's like, well, you know, that's the best thing you can do. Learn from it and then move on. Start the next thing and, you know, you stay you stay sitting too long. That That's the bad thing.
1: Yeah. Carl, I I can see you brewing over I, there. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I just love it. So adaptability in business and how to pivot effectively.
4: Uh, it's the lifeblood of business. Oh. You have to uh, – one of our axioms is we – we have married the mission and we date the model. And so <laughs> like the mission of what I do is help unlock the capacity that people desire at, at its mm-hmm. basic sense. But how that has done, I mean, I've done really small groups. I've done early morning groups. I've done lunchtime groups. I've done one-on-one coaching. I've done masterminds. I've done incubator. I, I've done a lot. And part of that is my personality. I, I, uh, I love folks that are like, okay, ready, fire, aim. You know, like, I, I'm like, fire, ready, aim. I just, I think of something, I go, oh, cool, let's do that. Um, and that, in and of itself, uh, you know, sometimes gets me in trouble, but I think it's part of the the beauty. And what I'm doing now, July 1st was the start of year four. And w- what I was doing in the beginning is the people different but the purpose is the same. And so with w- being able to be adaptable, being able to look people at yourself and go, you know what? Like but the purpose is the same. I'm and I'm doing this, I signed up for this, I I asked for this. That's the thing I talk with my coach a lot is I asked for this. I asked to sign those papers. I asked to start talking about this thing. I asked to create this. So if I asked for it, I'm built for it. And sometimes you just got to like white knuckle it. Mm -hmm. And I heard this story about a a Navy SEAL instructor um, in butts, like their eight week, like hell week, hell weeks. And he's, he would tell the the guys going through it, he's like, look, I'm going to ask you to do hard things every single day. And I want you to commit something to me that you'll quit tomorrow. And if when today gets here, if you say I'll quit tomorrow, you'll get through it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, like in the last six months, there's, I'm telling my wife, like, I'm burning this whole thing to the ground. This was a cool, like, you know, three years is cool. I'm done. This is exhausting. We have a two and a three-year-old. Like, I'm good. I'm going to go get a J-O-B, go crush something, you know, use this. It was a great learning experience. And then my wife goes, well, are you supposed to do that? You know, as a pastor for 12 years, we talked about before, like our faith is central to us. And I'm like, nope, I hadn't got that yet, so I'm going to keep going.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's typically, like, as cliche as it is, but in the midst of like, I'm about to burn this whole thing to the ground is right. When we see the next breakthrough or the next thing that we could do.
1: Shoot. I experienced that last, last year about this time. Yeah. yeah. Same standpoint, man, I I have so many thoughts. I should have just had a notepad. I I should be taking notes right here. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay. So one of them, I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to remember all of them, but one of them is, I met a business owner yesterday and it made me think about uh, how adaptable he is to the different parts of his business and how he's still so involved in all those different areas. A lot of the times business owners fail to be involved and they want to just have the experience of starting a business, hiring someone to run it, and then stepping away and then all of a sudden be a millionaire or whatever, right? Have all this freedom. And so I respect the ones who still stay involved in the day to day activities. Such as yourself. I don't know about you or you, but <laughs> so I know you do. Uh, and so it's respectable for the ones who actually like get on the sales floor, take out the trash, you know, look at the books, and 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 still good core values, and remind, you know, motivate your team and staff and stuff like that. Not just be like, all right, what's our profit for this week? You know, so so that's always refreshing to to meet those kind of business owners. Um, in more of a day to day. And being adaptable in my experience yesterday, uh, one of, one of my team members received an email. It's a pretty long email, pretty lengthy email from one of our clients. And it was like, all right, well, half of the stuff you guys have done has, has got the window. <laughs> so we we're like, oh, well you should have told us two weeks ago because we, we, you saw it or everything and you didn't say anything. So we're like, all right, we're good. Um, and then, so we're getting pulled from two different directions anyway. So we wound up having this conversation with the client everything worked out really well, but throughout the day, like we, I had to be adaptable and go back and forth with that team member to go, okay, well then how do we address this? Okay. Well, how do we respond to these key points? Okay. Well, at some point let's just not respond at all. Let's go see him in person. <laughs> and a quarter of my day just disappeared. And I had plans to do X, Y, and Z. Didn't get it done. Of course. Um, I think a couple of them, I stayed up late last night and got a few of them done, but I, ha- I had to adapt. To what was happening right then and there, you know, maybe an equipment piece of equipment breaks down. You know, one of your team members didn't deliver sod or something or something didn't get delivered on time. Okay. Well then now you have to learn how to adapt and teach your team how to adapt as well and say, okay, it's okay that this didn't happen. (laughs) We can transition. Well, let's reprioritize and do X, Y, and Z instead.
2: Yeah. What came to mind earlier, you were talking about how it's always on that edge. Sometimes you just have to white knuckle it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always on the edge of like, I'm done. I'm done. Right. And I've felt that because this year I feel like I've had to get back into the field over the past couple months, way more than I have over the past couple of years, which is exhausting. I mean, one, like you, like you said, dude, I have a five, three and a one-year-old. I get you, bro. It's exhausting. Not only exhausting, it's mentally exhausting because you want to be there the whole time and you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. But... uh. Over the last few months, I wanted to push my company in a different direction, right? Your are similar thing that you're doing right now. And because of that, I was out in the field doing jobs that we knew how to do, but we were not like very well versed in, right? But they're higher profit jobs and they're better. They're just cooler, man. Just really, really, they're just cooler. Um, and my guys knew what they were doing, but they didn't feel confident per se, Right. So I decided to adapt and say, instead, I'm just sending you guys out there with our operations manager who knows how to do this job. So he could absolutely leave the entire show. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to run the shows with you guys. Like, we're going to figure this out all together. I'm going to be a grunt, but I'm the grunt that has the power to say yes or no. It's basically all it comes down to. And I know how to run equipment. I'm pretty good at it. So I can I can make stuff happen for you guys. But ultimately, you guys are running this job. And uh, man, it's been a couple of months of now training and sitting with the guys. And we're wrapping up on a couple of really larger jobs. And yesterday, it's been raining all week. Uh, Obviously, the podcast crew doesn't know that, but the audience doesn't know that. But it's been raining all week, so we haven't really been able to work. Well, we finally got off work, got out to work uh, yesterday because we had to wait on this job to dry out. And yesterday... On Thursdays, I hang out with my kids while my wife goes helps help my mom clean some houses. And uh, so I had to get my girls and I didn't get to go see this job site. I had zero communication with anyone at work, which is like unheard of. And And now my operations manager, my brother, knew the schedule. He knew where to send them. He knew to put, hey, you're going to finish this job. But I didn't tell them, hey, you need to take this equipment. I didn't tell them, you need to do this, you need to do that, nothing. The guys just went. Well, I went today to go see this job. Mind you, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. By the time I went and picked up equipment and got to the job site, the guys had already been there for about an hour and a half. They were already crushing it. And I go check out this job site, and it was beautiful. I mean, everything was done to a T. Even my foreman, I walked with the job site. He's like, well, i got to fix that before I leave today. i got to do this. I'm like, man. I I didn't have to say a word. And all of that training, all of that time and effort spent with them that felt so just exhausting to go home at the end of the day after 105 degree weather, just beating down on your back and wanted, dude, you're just trying to say hi to your kids. And you're just like, dude, I just want to eat, take a shower, I'm going to pass out. Like I might pass out in the shower while I'm eating. Like that's how tired I am right now. But you make it through that. And then literally today I went and showed up to that job site and I was just like, wow, thank you guys. Like, you guys just crushed it. And it was right on the edge of that white knuckling where I was like, well, I took on these jobs. I decided decided to do this. And, yes, I could have sent somebody out to do this job for me. But we wouldn't have gone as far in the company. The guys wouldn't have learned as much. They wouldn't have felt as confident to the point where we literally installed a fountain that's, like, 12 feet tall. It was sketch. And they're like, let's do another one. Let's, can we go bigger? Nice. I'm like, yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's sell another one. Let's yeah. get and then I like, dude, this is awesome. Like, this is the type of work we're going to do. And it's like, you want that excitement for your crews. You know, this job was very daunting for all of us at first. You know, we've done a couple other ones that were just as big, but the big fountain piece was something that we've never done. And it was like that damn. kind of
1: excitement that keeps people around is beyond valuable. So, like, because imagine your churn rate for your employees if they're like. Oh god, I got this client again. I right, got this and job gonna, to do. They're going to drive by and like, "Look, look what we did." Well, yes. And, and, and when they do and, that, they, they there's pride there behind is. that there work, is. you know, yeah. and they're like, I, "I that that pride, man, like." But
2: but you have to you have to as business owners, you have to understand that we have to put in that work to see that outcome. I see my guy just knocked out this amazing job. I sold it, I quoted it, everything, and, and you know, but they did it. They did it all. And the very end, the, the touches, the part that really matters, that everybody pays attention to, they crushed it. And I'm just like, man, that's awesome. And it's like, but they see, look at that big-ass fountain. Like, look at that fountain. And I'm just like, that was a liability. <laughs> that was a risk, you know. Oh, yeah. But but you did it, and you're super happy. But it's like, man, it, you're right. It is excitement because that crew – uh, just brings a lot of energy and a lot of excitement to the company. You know, there's a couple of crews that that do that same thing. You know, and both of those crews were, they wide-knuckled it with us whenever we weren't put together. We weren't ready for them. They were rolling around in clapped-out trucks that barely made it to work sometimes. You know, they were around. They would go to job sites without equipment or without material. They're literally like, I can't do anything. So the hand-dig stuff, like, those were the crews that were through there, and now at the end of it, they're they're— you can really see they're giving back, you know? And, and I think that just goes back to adaptability because it's like you go from, we talk about all the time, the different hats you have to wear as a business owner, right? Thankfully, at some point you start get letting go of a couple of those hats. Braden takes care of the marketing hat. Well, his team does, but nonetheless, they do, I would hate to have to manage that for our business.
1: Now. I do, I do tell my team that like a lot of times when I receive praise, I tell people, I'm like, listen, I can't do this alone. Right. And then I, oh, 90% of the time go back to my team and say, hey, I heard this. Good job, guys. Right. You know, right. you guys are doing a good job.
4: Yeah. When well, you lead a team, you, if it's praise, you're a window. If it's critique, you're a mirror. There you go. I like that. And so, like, that's, that's how you do it is being able to say, like, oh, yeah, it's the team. You know, I'm honored to lead. It's great. If it's a critique, hey, this – This did not go well. Hey, it's my fault. Yep. I got fixed. Who you wasn't even here. It's my fault. Right.
1: I told my team recently too. I was like, when when we rise, we all rise. When we fall, we all fall. That's it. And so if I call somebody out, it's because we're keeping each other accountable. It's not me dogging on you. Okay. And everyone else is going to keep you accountable too. If you show up late to work every day and I call you out on our team meeting and I said, Dev, you know, Devin, Bobby, whoever, like quit showing up late. And you're like, Well, you just did that in front of everybody. I'm like, they're seeing it too.
0: They're
1: you know, just as frustrated. Like right. you know, if you don't like me acknowledging it, you don't want people to know about it. Don't, don't do, do it. it.
2: Don't do it. Come He's on. What on.
1: would Jesus do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So with that, I, I love that you brought that up because again, it comes down to we'll, we'll throw Jesus in there. I don't really know the the, the scripture. But I'm sure maybe Kyle can help me, but you know, you must discipline your kids. You know, some some in the discipline aspect. You know you have to keep them accountable. You have to show standards, right? I love that you say that because I had a guy leave on us part of being adaptable, right? Here we go. Uh, three weeks ago or so just straight up left. Now we've been starting at six o'clock in the morning because it's 105 degrees outside. You try to beat that sun out. This guy was gone by nine o'clock in the morning. He called somebody to come get him in the middle of the day. Now, My little brother manages that entire department, and he's like, "Hey, we need to have we need to have a meeting." I'm like, "Okay, what's up?" He's like, "Well, this guy just left." I'm like, "Okay, well, let's have a meeting." You know, he he's looking for advice. He's trying to figure out how to how to lead and how to manage his crew. Well, we had just had a meeting two weeks prior, or two days prior, over. Or we have a safety meeting every two weeks, and here lately, we've implemented core values. We've implemented structure. Uh, and every two weeks I I offer out $20 for, for some specific whatever correlated to uh, our core values. Well, this week in particular, I decided to allow anyone to gift someone $20 if they could say one core value that they exhibited, an example of that core value and when they exhibited that. I waited like three minutes, which is a long time when there's a 20 dudes standing around poking jokes at each other. And it's like, okay, well, somebody just give away this $20. Like I'm asking you to give away this $20. Like, you could just tell your friend, I'm going to tell you a core value and I'll buy you some, we'll buy this 12 pack for after work, whatever. Nobody did it. And at the end of it, right before I was about to say, I'm done. My little brother says, man, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say one. I said, okay, what's yours? He's like, I want to say something about my foreman, You know, my foreman in the UK. He's like, he shows up every day before seven, before 7 o'clock, before 6 o'clock. He usually shows up 10, 15 minutes early. He's like, he checks his oils in machines every single day. I catch him every single day checking his oils. He straps out his machines, right? This guy is ready to go before his crew ever even decides to show up. And he's waiting on me. He's like, so one of our core values is work ethic and accountability. And he's like, and that dude is accountable. His work ethic is there. Two days later, this guy shows up about 25 minutes late. Juan Rica's been waiting. His crew's waiting in the truck. Now, we don't mind them having to wait, but clean your truck, clean your stuff. At some point, there's literally nothing else you can do. Truck is spotless. You know, it's just, it literally, there's nothing else you can do. And they're just waiting for this guy. Well, I believe, and he never said anything, but I believe there was some shit given because he was late. And all that was, was we held accountable in praise fashion. Hey, he shows up in front of everybody. He shows up on time. He does this. He gets $30 because he shows up every day. So he gets his, his monthly $30 bonus just because he shows up on time every day. Oh my gosh. You get $30 just to show up on time? Like you're supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. We right? give you $30 yeah. for that. That's praising, right? In public for all of them. And he got $20 that day because the same exact thing. Now there's somebody on his crew that's affecting his performance. That He was holding him accountable. Well, that day, he didn't like it, and he decided to leave. Well, then we get into the office, and we realize that now we're hurt. There's a two-man crew out there. It's 105 degrees. We're hurting, and we know that the the times aren't going to ease up on us for the next six weeks or so. It's like, what what do we do? So we sit down, we talk. And we're kind of like going over our options. Hey, so is he coming back? What are we going to do? Like, he's actually got some experience. You know, like, what's our options here? And then my older brother, my partner, says, if we look at our core values, he violated every single one of them by leaving today. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. He's like, I don't think it's in our interest to bring him back. And it was like, whoa, this system that we put into place, this process... Is
1: applicable and is practical. practical. It's
2: practical. But not only that, it helps gear your adaptability, right? So, what do we do? We shuffled some crews, we made something happen. And you know what? We're going into wintertime here in the next eight to 10 weeks. So, really, let's not hire on somebody that we're gonna have to lay off in a couple months. Like that's just not who we are. We'll just tough it out and we'll we'll get through it. And it it just was beautiful to see how all of that worked together, where the core values, the adaptability, and it's like just the accountability between everybody it's like it comes to yourself saying it's my responsibility you're right maybe not necessarily my fault i didn't cause it per se but it's our business it's our choices that affect everybody's and whenever the business is slacking it's usually a direct look at ourselves you know a lack of accountability on ourselves and dude that's hard because you said you know your coach thank god you have a coach i wish i had a coach i should get one i know a coach i know a guy too man he's good he's good <laughs> he's good too. I was so excited to see him today <laughs> anyways. Uh, but like I said, just the adaptability in that. And just the fact that you're constantly adapting different ways. I talk about that. Cause that was like three weeks ago. And then now this week I've been working on equipment and it's like, what the hell you, you that's how adaptable you have to be in the business. You have to be okay with taking on whatever comes next and just moving on. I mean, it, Put different hats on. You have to have a clear understanding
1: of what you want and what you need in the business, too. I agree with that. And that that. has to, that's going to fluctuate. Absolutely. And I think
2: think it should, because it it helps you evolve your business. Yeah. You think about it. Whenever you started your business, did you want the same thing you want out of it
1: now?
5: Nope.
2: Because if you did, would you be as far as you are now?
1: Or as content?
2: I mean, I think about it, and it's like, do I want the same thing? Kind of. But I want the same bigger picture. The goal is the same. Right. Right. You know, some but
1: stability what, with growth. Right.
2: Right. But what I'm saying is like you're, you're, we talked about this in one of our podcasts too, right? Your goal is the same. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like this huge company. Like I want to be Roto-Rooter for Tulsa. Like everybody's going to know who we are.
1: Have you heard their radio ad lately? No. They say it so clear because they used to say Roto-Rooter, oh. right? Now it's Roto-Rooter. Yeah, it's they
2: really cool.
1: they really the tease. emphasize the T's okay. in
2: it. Anyways, I just <laughs> what? thought that was
1: interesting. Cool, cool story, like, bro. I anyway, but, <laughs> but in my like, I noticed that because like that's, that's marketing. somewhat marketing and branding, absolutely right. Because you like, why did they why did they feel the need to emphasize the T's? Yeah, is that because people were misspelling their name with Probably. D's? They were like Roto rooter and they noticed that in Google search results to find just like people were searching and finding their websites through Come these yeah. and they were like no we need to start emphasizing when that we are roto we router, you know right yeah so i don't i don't know the reason why but there's something that yeah there's something there made them shift that and the owners or whoever was like this is important right you see how he that's, just put that hat on because they said roto router yeah, right? for years years Boom. Roto- yeah, i heard Roto-Rooter, it last year yeah, the little jingle the name. and now they they stopped that this. They said, forget the jingle. yes yeah. jingle. make sure
3: people know how. People need to Google the right thing. Right.
2: That's interesting. They it was like have, a week ago I heard
3: it. The... I was like, why did they just very, like they pronounced that extremely hard. Like, yeah, maybe. Because it used to be like
2: D-Ray. It reader. was. That's yeah. a, that's weird. I love that you noticed that. Now I'm going to, every time I hear him, I'm going to be like, God damn, Brandon. And Brandon just shoved it in my face. that it, Oh, those T's,
1: they're annoying me. So that was one of the things we wanted to talk about was the importance of retaining talent and team members in your business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. How we just, damn! I love how some of these conversations just naturally yeah, flow just leave into it. Shoot.
3: You probably St- read that sheet before we started. No, I totally no. didn't this time.
1: You don't read it either. Do you? No, <laughs>
3: I, I go in. I see. <laughs> I it's just, the Lord. I skim it. I'm being honest. At least. I mean, don't lie. Oh, this is just, I
1: skim style, it. anyway. So, yeah. So tips and advice for thinking for those thinking about starting their own business.
2: Go. You want the truth or a lie? Yes. Don't do it.
3: No, I think do it. But definitely make sure, okay, for one, make sure you can bring income in. <laughs> make sure that you can get clientele or make sure you can sell whatever you're trying to sell. Don't jump off and be like, oh, I need to go buy. I need to go get an LLC. I need to go do this. I need to go get an EIN. I need insurance. to get insurance. If you spend three months doing that and you spend thousands of dollars doing that and then you start it and then you don't make anything. Now you're down in the hole you got all these liabilities that you have to, you know, go to the state to and to even like get rid of it and dissolve it. There's a whole bunch more paperwork behind that.
2: Okay. I changed my answer. Chances right on the money. Do the work before you Get the income.
3: Yeah. Make some coming Make,
2: in. Get customers. Yeah.
3: Send you, emails. Get I people built w- on like, I sir.
1: like that, but I would go a step backwards and I would say build it before you promote it. Because promoting it will become even easier. Build a great product. I have an and idea build, of what
3: you're doing. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. But make sure you have your bases covered too. So if you don't have either find the funding or build it up build the funding yourself. But make sure you've got your bases covered, license, insurance, find a bookkeeper. I don't agree with that. Make I don't think sure so I don't agree I do, with that. I do, and I'll tell you my experiences why because you wait until something happens to where you go, oh, shit, I should have made a legal document. Oh, I'm not, okay. oh, oh here, man, me... I should have had insurance because I've been in both situations that have cost me tens of thousands of dollars over and over again because I didn't set up ahead of time.
3: But how long did, did that happen? Did it happen within two days or did it happen like six months down it, the road?
1: It doesn't matter how long it yes, took it does. because those opportunities could have happened within one month or 10 years.
3: We get hit by an asteroid, it can happen.
1: You're I are mean, right. Come on now. So what so, can I do? What? But what can I do to reduce my liability and risk? Right. That's one of the things that a lot of business, uh, being in business, that you got. I believe that you have to do. That's that's what I want to do. I, I've been I've been bitten. That's all you. Clearly, do. you can if tell you I've been get, bitten. Yeah. Risk. But I want to reduce. I, have, I, mean, my I think risk. everybody
3: in this room's been bitten by it.
1: Right. Yeah. But but what can you do to reduce the risk and liability, in it and basically increase profits or whatever else? Right.
3: Just have an overall plan. Know uh, what you uh, kind of want to uh, do.
2: Listen. Man, this is hard. I think it depends on the business you start. Totally.
1: Okay, you're a lawn mowing.
2: Yeah, and it's a common lawn mowing listen, business. Listen, listen. Yeah. Okay, this is why I think you should just start and worry about all the paperwork in the back end. You should maximum one year. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, absolutely okay, there most. we go. So but, <clears> now you're building. Okay, by this date and within yeah. one you year, should.
2: Okay. you should have filed your taxes. You should have had an LLC. You now you. You keep receipts from day one. You keep all keep your, receipts from day your, negative 100. Yes. You take, <laughs> if it's yes, the same right, fiscal year, right. you keep those receipts. You keep receipts. all everything. But LLC, IRS, you can back date all of that within the first year. And we're not saying, no, not saying you should. to get that over with. No, I'm not saying you should. It's not. It's not. But again, it's we're not. talking brand new business owners. Like, literally. This is a disclaimer look,
1: not a, tax this tax is, tax is, tax is tax not This is not advice. This is not
2: I'm just I you just You know how they do and, those little Yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm oh, just sorry. telling you r- real practical advice. I feel like for anybody who's genuinely Practical suggestions. Look, chances, if you so chances, choose to take Right. Them. Listen. You are going to waste the money.
1: Yeah. One way
2: or the other. Yeah. Have proof of concept first. And the best way there to do that is
1: practice. Is, is to get just into get get it.
2: It. after. It. Okay, so, so okay, so for example, that's so what I did if with you're Blue mowing, Studio. Just get after it. Don't go buy the baddest, $600 most $600 awesome,
3: bad or $6,000 bad yeah, boy, 72-inch no, no. with You go start
2: with whatever you can afford from Lowe's. And terrible advice, but if you have to take a credit card, take a credit card. But start with mediocre stuff. The because, bare minimum because to get you it done. Start to appreciate as you move up, right? So you don't know what crap is until you've used crap. Yeah. Now, whenever you get nice stuff, you will take very good care of it because you've had that crap that gave you all these hassles, right? Like it's just the reality. But in my particular business, mowing will say at the very basic of it, there's a need for that $35 a yard guy. I'm not that guy. That doesn't mean those people shouldn't be taken care of. There's enough grass for everybody and there's a market for you to start. Now, do I think you should stay there? Absolutely not. And if that's your plan, you shouldn't start a business. Frankly, you should not.
1: It's not sustainable,
2: right? It's not sustainable, but we start businesses to take care of other people. If you're only in business to take care of yourself, you're not really taking care of a bunch of other people.
1: Okay, I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate to continue on with uh, what you're saying here. Okay. Okay. When you're ready. Okay.
2: Well, what I'm saying is you could start there and start making some money. Eventually, you need to talk to the CPA. Eventually, you need to figure out your numbers. You need to figure out what your man hour rates are. You need to do all that stuff. But do you need that to go knock on some doors and ask people if they need? No, absolutely not. Go load the back of your Honda with your mower and go knock on some doors. Next year, you might end up with a nice little jalopy of a truck. And then the year after that, you might get some nice new mowers on a trailer. And guess what? Your poor old truck, you're not going to replace that for a while because that's quite a big investment. But you guys 0% interest on all your mowers and your trailer, it'd be stupid not to take advantage of that if you're a smart business owner. Again, from the get-go, just get after it. You make money. Just get after Proof it. Concept. Get Proof of concept. Proof concept. So you've
1: in. heard of the line, build it and they will come. It's not always applicable, though.
3: I heard it on Bench okay. Warmer.
1: So you can... <laughs> So, okay, hold on. Let me, before I continue, are these pillows cool or is it just me?
3: No, I like Those them. Those are great. I didn't get one.
1: So, <laughs> I've only got to, here. You can borrow mine. <laughs> yes. Eat, sleep, podcast, That'd and repeat. Be, What's that? Be, that, be, that, that, one says, that
4: one says, nah, I'm, I'm just,
1: just another beer drinker with a podcast problem.
4: Nice. That's what it is.
1: How's that pillow, man? Feels good.
3: Nice. It makes my shoulders. But, okay, set a go, little go, bit. go ahead. So if
1: you guys are listening, you guys should watch the YouTube video and watch Chance Cuddle this pillow.
2: You will be jealous, I'll tell you that. Look at those big old muscles holding that pillow tight.
1: Okay. So build it and they will come. (laughs) So a lot of people will expect, they'll say, Hey, I'm going to build a website. And all of a sudden I'm going to get a lot of, all this traffic leads and everything else. That doesn't happen. The other example part of that, build it and they will come. Blue studio started that a year ago, year and a half ago ish. Last May. This thing isn't just popping off, bursting bursting and whatever. Right. But then maybe there's also something behind that that could have been a reason why like an it hasn't maybe it hasn't been pushed correctly right maybe there wasn't maybe it wasn't built correctly from the get-go from what the market is demanding maybe it's the equipment the software the setting the lighting the position whatever it is there's a number of different reasons on maybe why blue studio hasn't just blown up right It's, it's not like there's not people out there looking to record let their voice be heard and stuff right and start conversations just like what we're doing today but um but even like the whole trying to reduce liability and stuff too. So like one of the things we're going to be looking at today is with future guests, we want a release form. Like Kyle, if you say something today, it's live, like it's being recorded and everything else. If I get another phone call again, I got to step away. Um, and so, and so like, what if, what if you say something and it gets published and you go, I didn't want that published. There's liability. Right. So I want, so when I say some of the devil's advocate things, like I want you to think through the whole process to try to like figure out, to make sure that you're covering your CYA, cover that your makes ass. Sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I get that. I get uh, that. And so like, okay, let's say lawnmower, right. You're, you're lawnmowing business. You're not a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Lawnmowing business. Uh, He's just brown. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thankfully
3: well, that one wasn't really, you know. Recorded. And maybe. Oh, I don't
1: know. No, yeah, it's definitely recorded. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah we, so we caught that. Per I've
3: only known you for like 15 years,
2: yeah. if not longer. So it's not. I would go Two and a half like years. It's a little different. <laughs> typical lawnmower from your goats. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd so, goat.
1: okay. So, so what <laughs> if you have the capital and the resources? Let's say you've got $50,000 to start a lawn mowing business. Does that mean you should not buy the best equipment to be how, able to be most efficient? How did you get your 50000 I don't know, mom and dad gifted it somebody you know family member died and you got some of the money maybe it came from real estate you didn't build maybe the skills from, to manage
2: that business maybe or it came from
1: money. your own you know busting your own ass right
3: it's different if you busted your own ass and you got fifty thousand in savings to start a new business i don't think that you're going to go out and you're going to spend fifty thousand dollars
2: you're yourself aren't gonna
3: i know for a fact i wouldn't because me and my brother in like in a very
0: what if you could have a career
3: We want to start something. What are we going to do? So he called me today at lunch when he got off. And he's like, hey, I got another idea. And I was like, hold because I answered on my phone or my watch because I was cleaning the house. And I was like, hold on, let me get to my phone. He's like, you're stopping the progression of our lives. And I'm like, oh, just give me a second. It's like 10 seconds. Shut up. He's like, got it.
2: It's all about compound interest. Those 10 interests are important. There's 10 seconds were important.
3: <laughs> Not for him when he's just sitting <laughs> Every at home 10 eating seconds matter on lunch. <laughs> Either way, he's like dog washing. I was like, okay, for step one, why? He said, I've been calling for the last three days, and I cannot get my dog in somewhere to get groomed. And he said, everyone's a month and a half out. And I've had his dog taken to the groomer before. And it's I'll like,
2: match you on a poop scoop.
3: Oh, like somebody to walk around and do it? Dude, I paid for it. Why wouldn't somebody else? So he's like, hey, they're putting in these strip centers right there in Glenpool. Leasing's supposed to be less than a 1000 bucks a month. He said, start looking at how much we're going to spend. I said, dude, I think we can be in equipment less than five to seven grand. I said, then you got it. we can, you know, we can insurance and overhead and all that. But that's like, because we understand business and overall and all that. I was like, dude, let's start it. I said, I'll go start looking for tables. I said, I'll start finding, trying to find people to put in. I'll talk to them about leasing. I said, let's, let's do
2: it. I know somebody that can do that.
3: Dude, they're like $105 for a dog grooming that you can take 40 minutes so if you get ten of those a day, there's a thousand bucks a day. You're not paying your worker a good amount—hundred bucks a day, hundred
1: twenty bucks a day. So again, I love doing the math, but then again, if you build it and they will come, does not hold true. Not from, always. From what I've seen, others, but do, exceptions the don't make the hurt. rule. Correct. So
2: correct. I, I love this. I love that this is happening right now. Because I love your idea. But the reason why I like the poop scoop idea is a whole lot less capital and a lot lo- less risk. You need a shitty little old truck, little a, ranger. a bucket, a little ranger, a little Tacoma, a bucket, and a shovel. That's it. And boom, the business is gone. It's, it's live. That's all you need. And you yourself needs five minutes to go walk in somebody's backyard, scoop up some dog poop, and you make 20 bucks. Now, I get it. Proof of concept, right? Proof of concept. It really, in 20 bucks. how many... What do you need out of your business? If you're trying to make two grand out of your business, you're going to need a couple trucks running for you every week. You yeah. need to be, you're you a lot more than just running that one truck, but you can get started, right? Dog washing. Wonderful idea. But the reality is, is those strip malls are expensive. It's tr- expensive to get into. All the insurances and everything you have to do. Yeah. You get renter's
3: insurance, I would business insurance, almost
2: see again, just because depending on how you started, depending on. His his idea of hey that you build it they will come that scares me because that's one thing that I never I'm had.
1: not saying that's true no no I'm but, just saying but, that's a statement that people say right, right? but yeah.
2: let me explain why and I'm not saying it won't work in my particular business instance I had tried to start multiple businesses right excuse me bless you excuse me uh <laughs> none of my other businesses ever really made it right But and why. Lack of customers. Why? Attention. Lack of marketing. Why? Because I didn't know what I was doing.
1: Okay. What if you knew you, what you were doing and you had and, the and resources I, again, and the capital? I, I
2: understand. I understand. I, right. I, I get that. I get that 100%. But the one thing that I never had a fight in this business was customers. I had people knocking at my door.
1: It's because of the industry. Because and the demand.
2: of the, the industry, the demand. Supply and
1: demand. That's your basic business one-on-one. And experience
2: and time in the industry already so my name was already known in the industry
1: which made it a lot easier so it would be
2: so the only reason i i say that is because going into something like a dog washing or a poop scoop company the first thing that came to mind whenever you guys started talking is franchise franchise right away because my idea of a poop scoop company yeah it's it's simple it's on paper But the reality is then comes in Brayden's mind of hey, what about the liabilities? What if a dog, what if somebody gets bitten? What if the gate gets left open and somebody's dog gets out? And it's like, dude, dogs are expensive. We talked about Maria's dog. However, I don't even remember how much that dog is, but you, you talk about all these things and it's like, whoa. Okay, it goes back to the hey, don't just start. Think about it, right? A franchise isn't a bad option because all I have to do is buy a nice, shitty old white truck and I can franchise poop 911.com or whatever. And all of a sudden they're marketing, they're doing all our stuff for us. They're doing the back end work and they have all the liability, all, all that covered. So yes, yeah, start a business, but I love that this is happening because at the same time, I, I think it just depends on how you got that money. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on your experience. It's hard to say.
1: Everyone hey, should do this or shouldn't right? do that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Listen, you're going to make your own mistakes. It's just the reality. But don't be afraid to make mistakes because guess what, you are making another one, and mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be bigger next time.
1: So, so no we're today actually we we're supposed to record a, a sponsored a, a featured episode a bonus episode yeah. this morning yep. that got pushed back two weeks. So we're hoping to record that one, but this gentleman, uh, is successful, uh, it, by just perception terminology wise. Like it's like okay, well, I've seen all the different several companies seven or eight businesses power washing, home builders, uh, dumpsters, restrooms, landscaping, uh, cannabis, like, uh, uh, there's probably two or three more that I don't even know about. Okay. This guy sold one of his businesses for $2 million started two other businesses from that money. Two, I believe two others. We're going to hear a story, so I don't want to spoil the fun, but it's going to be a really good one. So he had, he, he has now built the capital and resources And the conversations that you'll have with this guy, he goes, I've got, screw you money, and I've got resources. I just need some help making something happen. I need somebody to do it, right? So, what he does now is he now finds people to do whatever it is that he needs them to do and then just makes a business and sets up the systems and walks away.
2: So, okay, that's a very, that's where we all want to be.
1: Right. So, that's not the common person, though.
2: But, but right. So,
1: But how did he? You know, one of the things I want to know is like, how did you get from where you started in your twenties to now, where he's a little bit older than I think all of us here, to be able to have that kind of capital? I think it's a mindset
2: and knowledge.
1: Yeah, and you've got to be disciplined af in order to make that happen.
2: Well, and that's the thing is like, dude, it gets easier. But I think it gets easier because you understand where you need to fall. So if you if you bring up like your question prior to that was for a new business owner, you know, where would you start? Then you mentioned $50,000. It's like, well, in my head, you're still a new business owner. I know for sure that all of us in here starting another business would have a lot better odds than we had at the beginning of our start of our journeys, period, right? Our odds were not very good, but at this point, our odds are a little bit better because we understand process. Mm-hmm. So whether you, you mentioned, you know, Hey, if I got to close this down and go get a job. Okay. But you understand that it's starting something else. You know exactly what actually goes into it. Yep. And you're like, Hey, okay, why well, do you need to think about this? And how am I going to get my customers? How am I going to bill them? How am I going to, there's all this other stuff that goes into it. And you mentioned this and it's somebody that he's got resources through his network, right? He knows the right people and he understands the value of money. And so- now that is a different person than just, $50,000 new business owner. You're not going to somebody, everybody. That's not common. No, not no, common. I definitely
1: understand that. Yeah. And so you bring in the, you bring in like just get started. Right. And so one of the things that I think that we're going to learn a little bit from somebody who has done this several times and people. has probably had some failures from it, I'm sure. And some that oh, yeah. failed that he still does not have. And so, and so, building the systems, the process, the branding, the visions, the core values, the whatever it is ahead of time, has to make a difference. Because if he's able to take a business from zero to seven million in four years, three years, then it did take him to do that once in eight years. Now he's doubled that, and right. he's done that three more times, and twice at twice as fast. Right. From what I know. And That's I, th- I think that, right that from what I know
2: is, is man, once you do it once, it's easier. You know, yeah, think about revs, the uh, time in the game. Yeah. Think about the, so th- think so, about whenever. So you one first- of my, So
1: my power question here, I'm sorry. My power question here. How do you expedite that when you're just getting started?
3: I don't know if you can.
1: No, I believe you can, but you need to know the right people. This was like what we Knowledge. were talking about on one Knowledge. of our last few episodes. We're like, how do you know you're connected with the right people? You right.
2: F- you fail, you fail fast and you fail forward. It was with Nick Wood,
1: wasn't it? He's uh, like, you know the right people.
2: Right. And it it does come down to knowing the right people, but the only way you're going to find the right people is by knowing the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So you need to fail fast. You need to fail forward. And and pay attention. You know, this is going to sound ridiculous, but you need to work on yourself in order for that. Because there's no way... Dude, we are not attracted to each other (laughs) because of looks, because of, you know, no, because of... (laughs) You know, what you do in your life or anything, we try to teach each other because there's certain vibes that we give off each other. We understand we hold ourselves to our certain principle, to our certain standard. The only reason you're able to recognize that is because you are that person. If you're new, man, you're going to have to hang out with a lot of people. A lot of those people may not be the great option for you to hang out with. It's not saying you shouldn't hang out with them. There's still things you could learn from these people, but...
3: Learning what well, not to do is just as important as Right, do. right.
2: But at the same time, you can be guilty by association. And I know in the housing industry at the moment, there's some stuff going on. And simply put, I mean, if if you're related in any way, shape, or form to a certain name, mm, I'd rather not work with you at the moment. Why? Because you're hanging out with the right people. You're hanging out with the wrong people. Now- again, kind of have to work on yourself to realize that, you know, if you're just having fun, you're running a business and your friends are having fun and they're running a business and they're not really thinking about, Hey, what about long-term? What about, you know, retirement? What about my employees? What about you mentioned that? Because when you're starting
1: your business, like a lot of people, let's say they leave a corporate job to start their business. Well, there goes your 401k, right? There goes your health insurance, right? Right. What about business insurance? What about workers' comp? Like, well, that's, what and that's about key man insurance? It, like there's all these different things that like nobody really thinks about before they get started. So that's why I made the comment about like take your step back before you just jump the gun and try to have conversations with coaches like Kyle and, and other business owners. Like listen to some podcasts like Bruce in Business <laughs> to like gain some experience from other professionals. Yeah, I listened to that podcast. That. It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. It's not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, I, I would agree with right? that. And I, and I feel like that that is one of the ways I can help expedite that process. So like next year is my 10 years in business. I'm not where I would want, not where I wanted to be 10 years it, from when I first started. I was like, oh yeah, I want to be there. Well, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm, for sure. And, and I'm, I don't know, you looked at that, you looked at it and even probably you did too. We all did here and we all do it. So again, how can you shorten that timeline? Time is the most valuable thing. And I think you've said this a few times
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I have watched some of our videos, and you uh, and Mason has too. Mason said something about time, and he is all about time this year, man. Mm-hmm. Like his daughters, he's like, forget money. My right. daughters are so important to me right now. Like I will pay somebody to do something because I don't have the time to do it, and I'd rather be with my daughters, mm-hmm. right. right? So, but again. You know, we want the same thing. So that knowledge, the resources, being with the right people, before you get started, my advice is to like, try to cover your butt, try to find some good people, you know, try to build your brand ahead of time before you actually get started. Because it can set you apart from everyone else who does pooper scooper 911 versus, you know, poopy scoopy. (laughs) And that's some cute little brand brand that you run. You know, and and it's got some cool thing to it. You got like some polos or uh, right. And it's got some meaning to it. And you've actually learned how to establish an LLC correctly or business insurance or taxes. And you've got to, you've, you've met with the CPA, like you've done your homework before. You're just like, I'm going to be a business owner.
2: Yeah. But I don't, I don't think you (laughs) you should keep all those steps. I don't think those should stop you from starting your business. That's why I say sometimes you just got to start because it can get really daunting to do all that. And like I said, man, how about, I get all that, but how about you try to make your first dollar first? Mm-hmm. And then the excitement comes. And then you really should pay attention to all the rest of it. Yeah. right. What do you think, Because until Kyle? your first dollar comes out, it's really hard to, until your first dollar comes in, it's really hard to get, like, excited about your business.
4: Yeah. So I had the idea to start my business, and two weeks later, I started my business. Um, Love it. So... And I left all of those things salary, 401k, benefit package, health insurance, health insurance, the whole bit. Salary, all that stuff, full package to security, gone. Zero, with no idea on how to be a business. Had never done it before. Ever. So I went to, like any good millennial, I went to YouTube. And I said, YouTube you. And I said, YouTube
1: certified. How to start
4: a business. (laughs) That was the first search, and I just started binging, and I started taking notes. Because what else did I have to do? Nothing. I didn't ha- have a business. I ain't got no job. I ain't got any- <laughs> My job was to learn, and then how to get clients, how to set up a program. And so I, I like saying, hey, there's some steps you should take. But I, the first one that I did is I went and talked to someone that is where I wanted to be, And I said, hey, what's step one, two, and three? And it was make a sale. Make another. And it wasn't until probably 18 months in that I set up some of the things that you talk about. Because I found a CPA that said, okay, now, like, you're making enough that the IRS cares. Before, it's like, you kind of got a hobby. I know you're sustaining your family, but you kind of got a hobby. It's just like... You're doing all right. It's kind of like a, you know, Etsy Plus store. This is a very stressful hobby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some things that for me is going, okay, if we can figure out what anchors you, then, then just start talking about it. I mean, I asked some of my first clients, like, why did you say yes to me? They're like, you were so damn excited about helping that I figured surely you'd find some way to help me. I love that. And I... B- and you but did get, and I did. But again, with me, I'm service-based. I don't have equipment. I don't have like, I mean, there's some liability in, and I make sure that like what I do with counseling, you know, coaching is not counseling. is not therapy. Like I have some distinctions, but really like 2020 created probably of that 1.2, probably like 800,000 is like, I'm a coach. No, you're not. No one's listening to you. Um, but part of that is going, okay, just get started if the industry allows you to get started,
2: right, If the market is there.
4: Like if you're doing something that requires capital, requires an investor, requires equipment, like, no, you need to you need to get all your stuff in line.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, but then know how you're gonna make that back.
2: Yeah. See, I think it, it just varies. It, it, I mean, it's I love industry how you say specific. Because yeah. literally for us, dude, I started, we started literally with a $400 beat up old truck and we went to Lowe's and we were so excited to find a sale on wheelbarrows that we bought two instead of one. That was our very first like investment purchase. in the business. Come I on. mean, we had borrowed mowers, borrowed trailers, everything. Borrow. like
1: this is mine
2: and, and we had show do we spray paint we bought spray paint too and we spray painted arc on them we're like yeah we got ourselves more and then we broke our back that whole day and moved a whole dump truck load of fucking sand come on with wheelbarrows uphill both ways yeah and guess Barefoot. what yeah in the, right. snow, in the snow 110 degrees out it was terrible no, no t-shirt is terrible clouds yeah. everywhere but sun beating down but on you me. know what we did it again the next day And then you did it again the next day and
4: the next day. That's what I love about like business journey is that everybody's journey to what they do is different. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's okay. I think the most important thing in how we can, I mean, the original question, like how can we shorten the time, find somebody doing what you want to do. That's five, 10 years ahead. And go ask them. Mm -hmm. My coach biggest level of his success is he'd find somebody doing what he's doing and has knowledge he believes could get him and go hey what's a weekend with you like like what's it cost okay I'll pay that
1: or or one that I've heard too is said hey Kyle I want I I liked what you're doing and I appreciate blah 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 I I want to be like you I will come work for you for free yep and do whatever you need me to do I just want to be around you just want to be around
2: when I think that's a you guys make some good points there. It's like, yeah, you have to be surrounded by the right people. But if you're thinking, again, brand new business owner, you really and you're listening to podcasts like this, you're already on the right step. Yeah, for sure. Because and I think you'll learn a lot of a lot of business owners don't do this. They, they don't listen to those podcasts because I'll be honest, listen to a sports podcast dude, get you hyped. You're all excited. Listening to a business podcast, it does, but it's a different type of you're you're in a journey with these people. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to a game everybody's excited about, you know, it, it's completely different. So if you're just starting a business, frankly, and you're listening to podcast summers to this one, dude, you're already on the right track. Cause you're already trying to develop yourself. You're already trying to develop your people, your network. Who I was looking for at the beginning of my business is not who I'm looking for now. But perfect example, you know, and and I I say that. And I've said that before to people It's like, your friends should change. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you stop being friends with people, but there are certain periods of your lives where you do need to anchor yourself to someone, learn from them, have them guide you through certain journeys. And frankly, don't be afraid to do it. It sucks sometimes to just be like, man, I, it's funny you say that. Cause I literally did a job for somebody the other day, not too long ago. And I was like, Hey man, I'm going to cut you a great deal on this in one condition. He's like, what's that? I was like, I need to Friday with you. That can have some drinks, and I just want to talk to you. That's already happened twice, and he's like, "Anytime you want, come on." And I was like, "Hell
1: yeah, dude! Like this is great." A lot oh, of the time, it's just like asking a girl to the prom. Like that's the all answer it is. is always no until you ask, right? right. And and, right. Then, and what's I going to say? No, right? Probably will be like, "No," you know. I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll ask you in six months." I asked him, we'll you, you know what
2: my nose were? <laughs> I was like, "Well, you like beer?" He's like, "No, not really." I was like, oh, "Okay, that's a no." Damn, I'm, damn. Okay, I was like, "You like whiskeys?" No, I'm like, "Oh." Man, I was like, all right, well, I mean, what do you like to drink? He's like, I just drink vodka and Gatorade. I was like, oh, okay, I'll bring vodka. Then he's like, eh, just bring. I'll have some for you too. I'm like, okay, so I still take something, but I'm like, dude, that was that's the thing is like most of the time, people who have made it there don't mind sharing their stories. Mm -hmm. They don't mind telling their story. Like they, why? Because man, all they wanted to do was get through that point in their life. And one day maybe get to help somebody get through that too.
1: People love doing that because right. Because they they love talking about themselves, their journey and things like that. And yeah, you're right. Like they get to that point and they want to help others succeed. Right. They're like, I
2: got nothing else to do. So, you know, I, I I got screw you money. Right. right. I I, I learned enough. I'm going to, you know i'm gonna teach whoever i can you know they say that the true master is the teacher you know because he's learned it all so much that he can teach it and uh, the students learning is proof that they've actually turned it's like dude, is, at some yeah. point they've done it long enough that they literally like man i'm i'm done doing it i just want to help people do it help the next whether, people do right it. whether that's hey i got an idea for a hoop scoop business well dude that's a good idea come on i hope help you do it you got the drive. I kind of like you. Why not? Let's do it. I've, I've got the resources. I got the know-how. Let's take that drive because I get more excitement out of helping you do that all over again than I get, you know, doing the same day-to-day thing that I've been doing. Like for me, long-term, that's what I keep thinking about. It's like, man, when I get done with my business, what does that look like? I'm like, it looks boring, <laughs> very boring. And I'm like, okay, so what do I, What what's next? Well, I'm going to sell. I'm going to do, well, yeah, I'm going to sell. Okay. But, well, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you? And that question, as a man, is daunting. What do you mean you're gonna sit at home and do nothing? What do you mean? Nothing? That's
3: okay for like the first week. Yeah, but then, and then you're
2: you are like. Something's going. Som- yeah, I gotta, oh God, I gotta move. Okay. I'm gonna cut the yard for the third time this week. You know, like, <laughs> you're right? You start feeling that. So He's it's out like,
1: there with scissors, like, dude,
2: right? So <laughs> best lawn in this. That's whole
1: That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like at some point you realize that, hey, you've got something bigger. So, yeah, building businesses, building business is very fun. But I think once you get past that, at least for me, what that looks like is you just start helping other people. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Now, if someone like you came up to me and it's like hey, I want to start a marketing business. Me, I'd be like, look, bro, I don't know anything about marketing, but I know enough things about business. And every time they got it to take a question that I didn't know the answer to, I'd be like, you know what? You need to go find somebody who knows the answer or Google it or YouTube it or ChatGPT it now. Chat GPT. Like the resources are there. Call Kyle. Like, right. But the resources are there, right? It's just a matter of ultimately what stops, I think, a lot of business owners is you hit a spot where you decide you're done looking, you've given up. Because I know that the only difference between the ones who make it and the ones who don't is the ones they, they don't give up. They just keep going. Whatever whatever that is, they, they keep going to the next one and the next one and the next one. And like I said, even from the get-go, you, you buy a couple of wheelbarrows. You get that excitement. You made that sale. Yay. And then you break your back all day.
1: And I'll make a quick comment before we go on to the great resignation and your anchor. So uh, I've heard that a lot of people fail just to do it. Like, like do it, figure it out later, right? Figure it out as you go, you're flying, get the airplane off the ground and then you can repair it in the air. You know, you're gonna have a wing fall off, and you're gonna to have to fix it. Okay, you're gonna dive nose dive forward. Okay, some the propeller fell off. Okay, get put a new propeller on. I'm not you got fine. Got one in with the back. Bro. Like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you never heard mm-hmm. that in.
1: analogy though? I'm, in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Kyle, gonna I'm be a ride. Do it <laughs> right away, dude. It's gonna be parachute, fun. Though, right. Hey, right? there is
2: We're have a skydiving in- event, isn't there?
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Sorry, there's Fine. a skydiving event, networking event coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Sick invite. Uh, I do it.
3: I'll
2: do it. I've done it. I know you have. Let's do it again. I'll tag you. Can I'm strap?
1: Down. Can, can you strap me on your back?
2: No, absolutely not. I prefer to be. Strapped Strap to, to someone else. Someone else. That yeah. knows what they're doing. Right. This is my 600 job. Find yourself someone that knows
1: what they're doing.
2: <laughs> but not Prime too cable. comfortable hey. where they forget to pull the cord. Right. Hey, i just say, I, I will say this. After I got done, I would tell people, I'm like, that's the most fun you can have strapped to another man. Period.
3: I say you. Where's the go. sound effects right. on that one?
2: That's weird, but it's true. It's like, that's the most fun you can have. And not be weird.
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I definitely agree with like just getting started. Like that's what I did, but I kinda, I mean, I got some money and I just got started. Like I just sold it and I was like, I'm gonna figure it out. But I know that in my journey that I've had so many troubles with the wrong people or, or with the, the taxes or whatever it is and legal that I'm like, I would not start another business without covering my ass. Like between Blue Studio, Brews and Business, Sports Performance Marketing, Marijuana Marketing, and Sooner Marketing Solutions, I've actually got calls with my attorneys over the next three weeks to discuss all five of those avenues. I've got different contracts to review. I've got different insurance policies to discuss with my agent. I've got like, I'm trying to figure out like, I, I do not want to be bit. Like, you're going to come after me? Good luck. Yeah. Because I've covered my butt. Yeah. Right. And I do things ethically, but then again, then again it doesn't matter because somebody's going to have their own vested interest in whatever they want. And they're going to tr- figure out a way to make it happen and screw up your day.
3: And they probably won't be ethical while they're and doing it. And they that. won't
1: be ethical while they do it. So if you can cover your butt ahead of time, then I'm like, good luck. Like, come after me, bro. Like, you know, and especially as you start building assets and you start having more value in the business increases in value, the more net worth you have, the more...
4: You got to insulate and protect. You got to insulate and protect. Put everything in a trust, Mm -hmm. put everything away. You know,
1: yeah. So, okay, the great resignation. You made this comment. Yeah, man. What happened?
4: Uh, I think with disruption allows for reflection. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, this was what was, you know, they're reporting monthly. Millions of people quitting their jobs. Millions of people quitting their jobs through the pandemic. What's one more? And I think people were so disrupted with all of that that was 2020, 2021, um, that they said, I, I realize how short, how quickly everything can change. And so a lot of people walk around with an idea they think could work.
2: Good ideas.
4: Good ideas. Really good Great ideas. ideas. Yeah. I mean, the cliche thing is like, What's the most you know, what's the most expensive piece of property in any city in any state in any country in any place in the world? It's the fu- it's it's the cemetery because people go to their funerals and they get buried with ideas that mm. could have changed the world. And so I think the great resignation came off of people going, "I'm just going to see if it works." And I think it it made for such a great it it did a couple of things one it infused belief into people again that probably that was laying dormant um and two for employers it made them go oh god like we've got to create environments that people want to stick and stay so i think it was great for the overall economy of people going you know what i'm going to drop everything i'm part of that two weeks from idea to I'm a business owner. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Um, You are, but kind of, you know, Um, I was part of the great resignation. I'm part of the statistic that said, I think I can do what I've done for the last 12 years for myself. And I think that's really beautiful. Now, some have said, I would rather the stability of a job in a company in a corporation, in an organization, and that is okay. And it's very Absolutely. admirable. And we
1: need, we those need people that.
4: That. Yes. And so I think it's, it was great for what it was. I know people were freaking out and it made newsworthy because then it was a great resignation. Then it was quiet quitting. And then it was this and all of this, you know, and then quiet firing and et- Jesus, we'd label everything today. Um, really no, you ridiculous. just get really fired. Yeah, <laughs> You're fired. Right. I miss, I miss those days. Yeah. Right. You just say what you wanted to say. But I think with people going back into work, it it did make people go, okay, hey, I have a little more belief in myself. Yeah. Um, and I have a little more like, okay, at least I know now. It wasn't that things have to work. It's at least you know if it does if or doesn't or if it's now or later or is it something that should be Done right now or in due time. Oh, I love that.
1: Hey love uh that. chance, what's your anchor? And I you can think on that for a minute because Kyle's gonna tell us what that means.
4: Yeah, the anchor. I mean, what keeps you in the game when your why? Yeah, what's your why? What's your anchor? What's your you know, North Star, what's your thing? Like we talked about in the beginning, like you marry the model and you date the mission. The model is that anchor, the why you're doing this. You know, for me, like when we were talking, prepping for this, like a lot, a huge anchor for me is my kids. And my kids will come to me one day and they ask me something and I'm going to give them stories of betting on themselves because I did it am doing it will continue to do it Then theories of other people doing it and so that's that's my anchor um my anchor is also the people i get to serve like i know that people walk around living well below their capacity even successful people because when some easiest time to capture an animal after they've eaten because they get lazy and they get complacent and you can Get them. And gotta so stay hungry. you got to stay hungry. And so those are two anchors for me. And so it's just going like, what is it the thing that when your back's against the wall, you don't know where to turn. You go, I'm still going to move forward because of this. Lineage. Come on.
3: I don't have kids yet, but I'm, I will have kids. Right. But that's why I'm doing it. What I'm doing. And I won't get into a whole lot of specifics right now, but even if the path you think for yourself should be, I don't i don't—I don't know how to say it because I'm kind of dancing around a few things because I don't want to say a few things, but... That's round. I don't know how right now. I, I want to come out and stray out and say it, but I can't do that right at this point in time. So I just, I want to do it for my future kids. That's what I want. I want them to be able to... To look up at me and be a like how I looked and saw my father and how I see my grandfather, you know, you you just like that—that's just dad. Like that's the whole reason that we have anything we have is because of that person. That's what—that's my why. That better not be
2: my car. I was just <laughs> thinking. About I was like, "Damn!" That's- <laughs> <laughs> we just heard Did a car start
1: up. For those of y'all, I know y'all didn't hear it, but heard a loud car, and Chance's got a loud car. Yeah, very so I hope that card. wasn't his.
3: Well, I don't remember if I locked it or not. I, I thought about that when I sat down right when you hit record. And I was like, ah, oh, I'd be fine.
1: So You know where we are, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: There's a tracker in it, and I'm not that worried about it. The insurance it. will give me way more than I paid for it. I'm not worried
1: about it. <laughs> Do you like, take it.
3: But yeah, so that's my why. My why is, is my future and lineage. My kids, Um, how how I see my grandfather is how I want them to see me. Come on. So... I mean, that's why I'm going to pilot school, because I want my pilot's license, because my, my great-grandfather had a plane, my grandfather had a plane, and then some stuff happened. That, of course, she had to sell it and stuff, but, you know, they had their pilot's license. My mom went to flight school, but she never finished, and I'm like, I, I, I want it. And we've we, me, even him talked about it all the time, because it's your brother-in-law as a pilot? Yeah.
2: It's funny you say that. I was literally looking at Cessnas the other day. I was like, man, you yeah. know
1: what? I have a pilot license.
3: A drone pilot <laughs> license.
2: Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're on a different level here. Yeah.
3: But with, like when you're, Cessna, when you're over here saying, you know, what's well, the wing's falling off. Let's just put it back on while we're flying, Bro, no. It don't, no, don't work that way. No, it don't work that way. It's pair, a great run. analogy. Yeah. In theory. But it's yeah. right, not, right, right. Right. it's <laughs> not a <laughs> it's, right. You could have left it right there. It's a great analogy. You must yeah. be an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> engineer wouldn't go up with those plans. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I can really describe mine like the way that you did. I can probably put it in like a few different sentences and then probably figure out whatever that sentence would look like after I just thought started, about it thought about wrote it, wrote it out a little cute. times. But I mean, it's not the first time that I've thought about it. Like basically my wife and I have talked about it. She's my fiance. We talked about this just the other night and I was talking about how you really emphasized on that because the last time that we recorded was, man, nailed it. And I, it stuck with me f- for a long time. And I talked to a lot of people about what's your anchor and what's your why and stuff. And I was talking with Leslie about it. And I was like, you need to figure out what anchors you. And it can't be like, it can't be like you're like, I had a motorcycle. I lose my identity and I lose who I am. If I don't have my motorcycle, mm. well, I don't have I don't ride it anymore. At least not for, for now. Uh, oh, well, I know brother. So, um, but like, it can't be something that like you're, it can come and go like, that's not an anchor. No, it has to be know.
3: everything inside
1: of you. It has to be like, why in the world? Like she goes, are you, do you really get excited to wake up and go to work? I said, hell yeah, I do. I said, it doesn't mean I'm not tired, but I get excited to do what I do. I love doing what I do it. And so she's like, why are you still doing it every day? 10 years later, even though you're not where you were, where you wanted to be, you really haven't hit that vision point that you had 10 years ago. <clears throat> I said, because I don't have another choice. I feel, I feel unemployable. Oh and God. Anytime that I've went and tried to apply for jobs, and anytime that people have applied for jobs with me, I see that some of them have histories with self employment or current self employment. And I go, I I bet money I know exactly where they're at. And you know where they want to head. Uh, most of them don't aren't ready to quite throw in the towel, but they need some security. So they're hoping that they can they can stay with what they like doing, provide that security while building up their own endeavors which is fine for those who work out that deal, but that's just not what I'm usually looking for. So, I mean, I would say part of my why is like, like I, I, I want to, I, and I keep saying this and I, and I'm thinking as I keep saying it, that it actually becomes true and you start feeling it and seeing it Someone's come to it fruition works. is like, I, I want to build a legacy and I want to make an impact on, on people. And I'm not like trying to be a motivational speaker or anything like that. That's not me.
2: Yeah. Kyle's I'm, got I'm, that covered. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm not.
1: I'm not a. I'm not a very good speaker, and that's probably something that's part natural, and part skill based. Like I'm sure you have looked yourself in the mirror and stood there for however amount that of time nervous. and been like, <laughs> saw your facial expresses expressions, saw your body language, made adjustments, watched yourself in videos, heard yourself on podcasts, and been like, how am I able to curate this into <laughs> something mm-hmm. that I need?
3: So now every time I'm gonna make sure I set up straight. I got to look straight. I got to do this. And-
1: yeah, so like like now I've got I've got three kids. Lucky Land Casino asking
5: people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.
1: I want, I want to build, I want some toys and I want some land and I want a nice, nice house. And I, I want to provide opportunities for other people like you guys. And and I want to have a team with me to work together. Like when we come together on Mondays or even throughout the week, a lot of times, oh man, okay, so this is something that just happened today that warmed my heart. And, and if they're listening, they're probably going to be like, oh, so Maddie and Maria came into my office today and they go, I heard them down the hall and I'm like, Okay. Here comes a, a request. Comes. <laughs> and I, I love it. I, I look, I know which, who is who based on how they walk and their sound down the hall. <laughs> it sounds so, like my mom. So when I hear them both, dude, they, they like come your in.
2: Kids, you're pleaser. And,
1: and so they go, Hey, fun. have you, have you eaten today? And I said, no, do you want me to buy you lunch? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, what's up? Um, they're like, well, we know that, a lot of times you don't eat lunch. And Maria was like, well, my dad works hard. He has his business and legit. He's a logistics company between, I believe it's between Honduras and the United States. He like transports stuff, goods from both countries uh, or to and from both or whatever. So and she's like, my dad skips lunch a lot. And she's like, we're worried about you. And they're like, you need to eat lunch. And like things like that happen. And I'm like, okay, I got up immediately and I went and grabbed my lunch. I had it in the fridge. I didn't eat it yesterday. I forgot it. It's been sitting in there since Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go and eat it. And so some moments like that make me feel like, okay, now I've got a little bit more of a why it contributes to my why of like, why am I showing up every day? Like now, like you've got kids, you've got 15, 20 kids. I I don't have that many, but they're all still my kids. And so it's like, that's partially another reason why I'm showing up here. Like I, I remind them too. I'm like, listen, I'm don't call me your boss. I may write your checks, but I'm not your boss. Like I'm a part of this team just as much as you are. I work for you. I need you to be successful in your position in order for us all to succeed. You know, that's, that's my spiel.
2: (laughs) What's your why Abel? (sighs) That's hard. Y'all both said your kids, so I feel like that one's taken. You can, to, you, don't you, you don't have, have to. No, ones. I'm just kidding. Say your own thing. I'm just like, kidding. Even if it's the same Look, thing, that's listen, fine. You listen, know? I would say my kids, and I typically I feel like that's that's the an natural answer, but I have to say it's my wife. Uh, Family. Yeah, I, w- I would specify it to my wife if I'm being honest, just because, man, she's the whole reason I do any of it. I mean, she takes care of the kids, she does all that, and I feel like, hey, as long as I take care of her, the kids are taken care of in a sense and i have three little girls right it's a completely different dynamic from having boys i would assume but if i had a little boy man i'd i'd rough house with him and I'd, I'd yeah it'd be fun my little girls is different you want to protect them you want to provide for them you want to show them what to expect i don't really know what it's like to be a dad like i'm i'm learning I had a great role model, but having a great role model and actually doing the damn thing is way different.
1: (laughs) Talking to a business owner versus (laughs) being a business (laughs) Way
2: different. But I had a great role model. But ultimately, I've always said to everybody that I don't have to worry about being a good dad. I have to worry about being a good husband. And so long as I'm a good husband, my girls will know what to expect out of their partner. So I say my wife because... She started. Started snapping. She started right. I mean, we had our baby literally a couple months after we started the business. So we started two very arduous journeys back to back, and there's been three kids now since starting the business. And man, like the other day, I stayed at the office till nine thirty to 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 finish that equipment. She stopped by about three o'clock to bring me some lunch. Her and the girls were back six o'clock spaghetti for dinner and you talk about those moments where you skip those meals right you skip those meals you skip all this why because you're already my why like i why because because i want to make sure i'm home on sunday like that's why i'm doing this right now because the one day that i'm supposed to be yours i want to be yours so i'm gonna unfortunately this is a work day today's gonna be a long day and that night I told my wife, I was like, it was such a good day. I was like, I had a great day. I was like, because I started off kind of slow, which I was kind of bummed about because I was like, oh man, I'm going to be here late because I was getting started slow. But then I needed tools. And man, having to go buy tools is never a bad time. <laughs> I mean, I was excited. I was like, hey, all right, it's lunchtime. I get to go home and see my wife and kids. They weren't home, so I didn't get to see them, but they came by later. It was cool. But I went to go buy some tools Got back to work. Everything was running smooth. And my kids came by, gave me a nice little 20 minute break. Got to hang out with my family. And then I got back into it. And then the, the kids and the wife came back with a home-cooked meal. And it was actually kind of cool. I got to share it with the guys. And one of the guys was like, you realize how long it's been since I've had a home-cooked meal waiting for me when I got back home from work? And that broke my heart. Like, it just broke my heart. Because I'm like, what do you mean? he's like, well, I mean, I have to get home and cook. Like, my wife's in Mexico. I... I Nobody does this for me. I'm like, it's, it's just spaghetti. But it's different, right? He it's just like, it's spaghetti different. to you,
3: but it's but a home Right, it's a home-cooked meal, it. right.
2: And I was like, man, this is cool. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, my why is my people, right? And that was my wife being my my number one why, my whole reason why I do everything. But at the same time, my my kids and my employees, right? They're more than just my employees. These are my kids. I, I didn't have to go out there and share that food with them. I didn't. But- the reality is that like, man, I know, I know they're starving. I know they're hot. Their stomach's probably burning. All they want right now is a cold beer and a fat food plate. And a fat food a plate of food. And and like, ultimately, it's like, at the end of the day, I know what they felt like. I've been there. So we just take care of each other. And you start to realize that as your mission gets bigger, your why gets bigger. It starts with my wife, ultimately, and my kids. But ultimately, now I've got all these employees that dude. if i don't show up for work that's more people i'm disappointing mm-hmm. and and that's more people that count on me to feed their families and that's more people uh on the back of my monitor i don't get to see it anymore but it says i'm creator of opportunities and i always like to think about that is i'm here to create opportunities for everybody else and one day i hope god will create this opportunity for me to create this life i want all you got to do is tell me what you want to do. You want to be a foreman? I'll help you be a foreman. Like, my opportunity is obviously limited to what my tools are. But if you're here, you're willing to put in the time. I'm here to create those opportunities for you to move up so that way we can take care of each other. And ultimately, at the big end of the thing, like I said, it's just hopefully someone will be there to take care of me whenever I need it. You know, it's been, it's been true so far. I've yet to have to ask for help, and there's not somebody there re- willing and ready at the drop of a hat. And it's like, why? Because... As you guys know, I'm always trying to take care of our people, whoever that, that is, whether it's your family, your kids, your employees, your friends, it doesn't matter. You're always trying to help someone else. And as a as a, as a man, I feel like that's part of our duty, right? To take care of our people, to take care of our village. And that, that's a hard weight to bear. But at the same time, it's like, well, kind of like with being a business owner, ain't nobody else like, going to do it. Mm-hmm. Strap on those boots, be a man and get after it. Like, that's just part of it. You know, you have your whys. We have our we have our people. That's really what it comes down to. But at the end of the day, it's like, why? I said, Well, because I chose this, and what else are we gonna do? Sit at home, and watch TV? Like, come on! We can only do That's about boring. a week of that. We can only do about a week of that. We're will right. we'll going crazy. But
3: Kyle, what's your you you went over your anchor? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, it's I mean the word that we're all kind of talking about, and it the umbrella is legacy. Yeah. The umbrella is paying for it. The umbrella is allowing others to stand on our shoulders as we've stood on others mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's wonderful and when you can identify that for yourself you can weather the storm because you're anchored mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that
1: so we're definitely over time I, don't yeah, know. I, I just
3: I just looked at my watch this I is like, great there's no way okay. like my time's wrong right so yeah. flew by so like I
4: did last time yeah
1: I want to go and wrap this up and offer Kyle an opportunity to share with people who don't know who you are Cause we didn't spotlight that in the beginning. And for those who didn't listen to you last time, what do you do and how can I get hold of you? And yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. So Kyle Sullivan unleashed the champ. It is speaking, coaching, consulting. We stand for four things, leaders to thrive, teams to develop rivals, to beat and championships to build. So if you're a business owner and you want to grow as a leader, cool. We got a track for that. You got a team, you want them to thrive not be so siloed, have some synergy. Cool, we got that. The rivals, to beat, that's the internals because we got to look in the mirror like we've talked. It was a theme of today's conversation is what is anchoring us? What is the thing that we're doing? And then culture is, I like to call it the championship run. What are you going towards and uh, and how are you building that champion? And so I do one-on-one coaching primarily, um, whether it's an individual leader, business owner, or a team. Um, so it's really fun. Um, July 1st was the start of year four. So, uh, you know, it seems wild, much like us interviewing here. It's like, dang, like th- it just flew by. And uh, so and I love how you said like you, you had your first kiddo um, shortly after mm-hmm. launching the business. It was the same for for us is uh, Piper was eight months old. And now she, before in October, and uh, we added a kiddo. And and so we we joked that we have three kiddos, and uh, it's a blast. And so how can people get a hold? UnleashTheChamp.com, real easy. Um, also have a podcast, Unleash The Champ Leadership Podcast, anywhere podcasts are uh, streamed. And, um, yeah, I, I love to hear people's stories more than anything. That fuels me. That fuels the anchor. And so uh, if you're listening today and uh, found anything, I'm saying the conversation we're having, I'd love to hear how you benefited from it. So reach out to me, Kyle at KyleJSullivan.com. com. comes directly to me, not my team. And I'd love to hear your story.
1: Love it. Well, we really appreciate every each and every one of you guys for tuning in and uh, today's episode. And uh, please give us a like, a, a subscribe, a follow, a share, make a comment, uh, let us know if you love something, if you hated it, whatever it is, we'd love to hear your two cents. It means the world to uh, me, Abel, and Chance here. And feel free to tag us. uh, Make a post and tag us at Brews in Business. That's just the letter N, Brews in Business. And uh, so just a topic, maybe somebody or something that we need to record or or interview with. Um, And until then, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next time. Cheers and happy brewing. Happy brewing.
2: Here's
5: to next year.
1: Here's to the
2: next next year. year.
1: Next year.